Hey, 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 this is Dr. Sue in Atlanta. How you guys doing? It is such a pleasure to be back with you for another great episode of da da da, da. Hey, y'all know I get real silly here, but this is, <laughs> this is Pivot to Greatness. This is the opportunity that you have to tune in and just hear some wonderful nuggets that are supportive of you and your journey. Uh, on Pivot to Greatness, we believe that there's no one right way. There's no definition cut in stone that constitutes what greatness is. Greatness is whatever you decide you want it to be. You get to be the boss of you. So on this podcast, we there's we have diversity of content. So sometimes I may talk to you about a book, an article, a movie, sometimes about a video, but oftentimes we have phenomenal guests. Now, our guests are ordinary people who have decided that they are committed to living an extraordinary life, and they have determined the life that they're living, that's what greatness is for them. And so our guest today, without further ado, is the wonderful Darlene Harley. Hi, Darlene. How are you? Hello, Dr. Sue. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here with you, and I cannot wait to dive into a juicy conversation. Oh, I'm so excited. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know I get really silly and really excited, but I am so excited, right? Because now, here's the thing about Darlene, and I have to, let me just, my notes over here. Darlene is a speaker, a personal branding expert, an online business coach. And the thing that I love about it is she works with heart-centered, service-based entrepreneurs. Darlene, tell us what that means, girl. Wait, first of all, tell us where you're from. And then just dive right into all those titles. What does that mean? How are you showing up in this world? Absolutely. Well, I am born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada, but I currently live in Temecula, California. And I am, as you shared, a personal branding and online business coach. And I primarily work with what I call ambitious heart service, heart service entrepreneurs or coaches, consultants, experts, thought leaders who are out there living their life the way that they want to. They have a passion and a desire to really show up and do amazing work. And so most of them have started this business. And oftentimes, as you know, starting a business is not easy. It takes a lot of work. You have to build a really strong foundation. You have to get really clear on who your ideal clients are, what their ne- what your niche is, what your messaging and voice is going to sound like. And so I support my clients around building that exactly, like give, getting that strong foundation for their business, helping them with their visibility so they can step out and market their business, get seen by their ideal clients so they can really stand out online. And then I take them through that process of really understanding how to close a sale and actually make money instead of a hobby. <laughs> that, that is so, that's so wonderful. That is absolutely phenomenal. And I just want to speak to you all out there about that, because here's the thing. One of the things that Darlene said is that starting a business and running a business is hard. It's hard, y'all. But what makes it easier is when you have a mentor, a coach, or someone who has already gone through that process and can share their knowledge with you. Now, the thing I like about another thing, I'm liking everything she's saying, but here's what another thing that I'm liking about what you're saying, Darlene, that heart-centered service-based entrepreneur. I love that because I think that when we look back over businesses and how they have unfolded in terms of how they interact with their 
clients or their customer base. One of the things that we have found missing, there's no heart. There's no heart. When the big box stores came in and the mom and pop stores went out, some of the heart went out. But I think that we live right now, we live in an era where we get to bring that back. One of the ways I'm doing that is by having such phenomenal guests on so that you all can share about what that looks like. So before we go any further, can you tell us, you know, when you talk about heart-centered uh, entrepreneurs, what kind of businesses have you been working with? Oh, I've worked with a lot of amazing businesses. When I think heart-serviced um, entrepreneurs, it's people that um, value their values. They mm. show up authentically as their true self. They are sharing who they truly are. They're sharing their personal experiences, their stories. They're not afraid to be vulnerable and really connect at that deeper level. And oftentimes too, they're they're wanting to give back to their communities. They're wanting to support other people either locally or um, around the world. And they just have like this big passion to do amazing work. And so my clients are oftentimes are coaches who are, you know, not necessarily business coaches, sometimes they're life coaches, health coaches, mm -hmm. um, as well as I work with um, online business managers, graphic designers, attorneys. Um, oh gosh, I can't even think, think CPAs, pretty much anybody who has a service-based business. And a lot of people, especially over the past two years have had brick and mortar businesses, or they've had a, they've done their, ran their business locally. And due to the pandemic, they've been able to you know, pull their business online and re reach a greater amount of people because of that. I think that is wonderful. And um, y'all, I say that's wonderful a lot because here's the thing. It is, it is. And I'm so excited and I'll tell you why. Some years ago, I wanted to, I wanted to develop a course for heart-centered leadership. And what I was told by, and I listened, I probably shouldn't have, but what I was told by the person that I spoke to was where well, there is not a market for that. Nobody's going to, no corporation is going to bring you in. You're talking about heart-centered leadership. You got to keep God, and I ain't necessarily talking about God in my class, y'all. I'm just saying. You got to keep that kind of woo-woo and foo-foo stuff out of corporate because it's like, I thought, well, that doesn't make sense because the people who make up corporate are the people that I'm talking to one-on-one -on -one who say they want something heart-centered, right? Yeah. And so what is this thing that is speaking, this entity type thing that is speaking for corporate saying that that's not what would work in corporate when the reality is that so many people in these institutions or organizations or, or governments or whatever they are, they are just crying out, yeah. crying out for some heart-centered leadership. Because what that says, or what it means to me is, you see me, I am not invisible. When I walk through the door of your workplace, I bring all of me. I bring everything I've got. Why is it that you expect me to leave? I just left my child who's crying and screaming. I left my husband who wasn't happy with whatever was going on in his work. I drove through the masses of irate drivers to get here. 
And yet when I walk in your door, you think I'm supposed to be zinned out now. That didn't make any sense to me, but I'm probably not the smartest or cooking in the pack or the brightest light in the world. Does that make sense to you, darling? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that that's something that you thought of doing. And I say, whatever you heard before, like push it to the past, because that's definitely what's needed inside of corporate. I do a lot of training and facilitations as well as my coaching. And they're looking inside of these companies. They're looking for that heart-centered um, career person, thought leader, um, manager, supervisor, leader, executive, whoever's in that position within that inside the organization, they're looking for help with stepping up and speaking up and influencing the next generation of people that are coming through. And I think the more that we can do that and we can bring that type of conversation into corporate, um, the more beautiful that experience is going to be for them. We, nobody wants to work like the old way of doing business, which was, you know, leave, leave your personal life at home. Um, when you're at work, only focus on work. That's not a reality anymore, especially now that that through the pandemic and how life has changed over the past couple of years, it's more important that we step into that position and we do some coaching, training, role plays, and actually facilitate really fun conversations to help people step into who they truly are and allow them to use their voice, teach them to speak with power and influence and stand up for what they believe in and let people know what their values are. It's so important that we don't just like play small anymore. We have got to stand in our power and we have got to speak up and let people know that we're here to like change the world and we're going to make an impact in a big way. And we're going to move people to take action with us. We're going to help people find that platform. And if in stepping back sometimes too, and letting other people have that conversation and letting them know, like your voice needs to be heard. Let's get that message out there. I absolutely agree. And I, I come to this podcast position with um, over 40 years in criminal justice. I started out as a correctional officer. I worked as a law enforcement officer, deputy sheriff. I worked as an assistant prosecutor, assistant public defender. I was with the Tallahassee Police Department as their first legal advisor. I've done some training for the Atlanta Police Department and the Marta Police Department. And one of the things I say all of that, not from a braggadocious standpoint, but to say that throughout all of that, that history, one of the things that I have always said to the supervisors, because oftentimes I've been in a training type position, but I've said to them, you've got to get to know who your employees are. They're not just employees. They're not a number. They're not just employees. These are human beings. People work for people. They do not work for organizations. And so if, if you can tap into the heart, then you can enhance the performance, the productivity. But if you just see me as a number, I'm going to see you that same way. Oh, absolutely. So I'm very glad that you're doing what you're doing uh, because I think it's so much needed, not just in corporate, um, but in every type of organization, just in humanity as, as in general, everything, there's a need for heart-centeredness. And, and that is a, that's very much related to the purpose of this podcast, which is to help people begin to strip away the would-haves, the should-haves, the could-haves, the ought-tos, the labels, strip away all of that stuff that you're told you're not this, you're not that, you, you should be. 
reconnect with who you are. Remember when you were a little kid and life was so exciting and you had so many dreams before they told you don't dream. Remember that? Oh, yeah. When we are tapping into the greatness, what we're really saying here on the show is strip away that and go back if you can to that moment. Reimagine yourself as a child. Reconnect with that energy. Refind your dream. Therein lies your greatness. Therein lies greatness. So um, I want to know, it's like you're doing some mighty powerful stuff. Have you always been so connected to people, so connected to humanity in terms of serving? I have. Yeah. It's definitely something that when I look back, um, I've been a business coach now for a little over 15 years. And Mm -hmm. when I first found coaching, I had no idea what a business coach even was. Um, I actually used to be in retail management, doing HR training and development for some big box retail companies. Mm -hmm. And I knew I wanted something more. I just had this like inner stirring, I guess is how you would describe it, that like there had to be something more out there in life. And I was a single mom. And when I was at work, I felt like I had some of that mom guilt happening because I wanted to be home with my kids. And then when I was at home with my son at the, at the time, I only had the one son, I have four kids now, but my youngest uh, or my oldest, <laughs> um, when I was home with him, I felt this like desire that I was like, oh my gosh, I should be at work. Like I had all these things on my list of things because my job in HR and training development was so demanding. There was always something happening and something I needed to be doing. And it was that constant, you know, battle of single mom life and work and wanting to be good at all of it and not knowing exactly what that looked like. And so for me, when I found business coaching and I, um, looked into pursuing it and actually taking it on as, as my new career, I had this like aha moment. I was like, I've been coaching my whole entire life. Like this is something that totally resonates and is totally embodied in who I am because I can remember even back like junior high, high school, I was always that friend that everybody came to if they had a question or a problem or they needed to talk something out. They were like, Darlene, (laughs) I need you. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what coaching was then. Even when I was in retail management, I just was doing my job. I was showing up, helping my employees move up within the company, helping, you know, guide them, helping support whatever they needed. And so when I found business coaching, it was like I stepped into my calling and what I was supposed to be doing. And I had to learn the business side of things, obviously, for what that would look like. But I felt like I came home to who I was because I was finally able to really step in and start having a conversation and a dialogue and a name to actually call what I was doing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That That is so amazing. And, and it is amazing because it reaffirms what I've always believed. And what I've always believed is that there is center to our being. There is a knowingness of who we are and what we are here to do. And it may go... By human terms, it may go by different names. And as we are coming to that own conscious, our own conscious realization of it, we may experience, have have various experiences, kind of like, I don't, there, there's never a failure, but it's a trial. We're trying different things on. And what I find is that ultimately, like you said, you found business coaching. Well, you found the label because as you said, you were always there. Now you had to add to your toolbox in terms of learning the business side, 
but the communication, the empathy, the the connectedness or your ability to do that was already there. That was something that you have just been, been building with, building on over the years. And so to my listeners, what I would encourage you to do is think about that thing, not what you're doing, not the label. Think about what is it that you really love? I was having a conversation just yesterday and this person was talking about getting a college degree. And I don't have a problem. I encourage you, if that's what you think your calling is, I am not the one to tell you not to get one. I got five degrees. I got a bunch of certifications. My degrees are in a box somewhere. I don't know. I don't know where they are because it's not that I don't think they're important. They're in a box somewhere because I came to understand they're not the me that I am being. They're not me. And the me that I am is this person right here. I am a servant leader. I love what I'm doing. And so what I'm encouraging you to do, remember your dream. Go back, remember your dream. So Darlene, when you were remembering your dream, how did it make you feel? And what you do after you had that aha moment, how did you get from the aha pivot to the greatness of who you're being in this moment? Yeah, so I wish I could say that I just, as soon as I knew I wanted something different, like I instantly went and did it, right? (laughs) That wasn't my story. It took a couple of years for me to really feel into what it was that I wanted to do. And I think the thing that's important to to note is that I just had that stirring. Mm -hmm. And when we listened, I don't know about you, but I think you're, I think you're pretty intuitive as well. I have, when I I've learned over the years to listen to my gut way more than the stories that I'm hearing or telling myself in my head. And when I stay in my head too much, like that's when I stay too practical and I like downplay a lot of things, but the, the more that I've been able to get still and just listen to what my body's telling me and listen to that intuition, that was when I was really able to um, know it was time to put myself out there and see what that would look like. And so it was that internal stirring, that gut response that I needed something more in my life and it was time to step out and do it. Mm-hmm. I like everything you've said. Y'all, I got some phenomenal guests coming on here for y'all. I'm so excited. Because well, let me just tell you what she just said. Well, first of all, she's talking about connecting with her inner being, connecting with her true self. And she she calls it her having that gut feeling, right? But did you know, really, that your gut is your emotional brain? So you got this one up here in your head, which is more cerebral. That's the more practical one. And then you got the one in your gut. You have that feeling where you're you're trying to make a decision and you've got something in your, it's like a knowing or sometimes it's like a heat or sometimes you get a tummy ache or, or there's a hurtingness. It is your body telling you. There's a book, I think the book is called The Body Keeps Score. Uh, it's about trauma. And I always, before I knew there was a book, I would say, the body knows and the body keeps score. Well, the body also tells you when you are in alignment with your being. And when I say in alignment with your being, some people call it higher consciousness. Some people call it God. Some people call it universe. You can call it whatever you want, but it is in alignment with the Eunice that you are. And yeah, I know that there's not a word called Eunice, but I just made it up. So you, you made so it up. <laughs> it's a word now. <laughs> it's a word now. So we just don't go with it, right? But I think that 
I say all of that to say this. My belief is that we, by virtue of social conditioning, whether it is within the family unit, within the churches, within the schools, we have been socialized to disconnect from our intuition. Your intuition is simply, if you believe in God, it is your God self. If you believe in higher conscious, it is your higher conscious. If you believe in the universe, it is your universe speaking to you, telling you, turn to the left, turn to the right, go straight ahead. No, 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 back up. You need to pivot, rethink that thing, and then turn around, go again. So I am so glad that you have said that because intuition, listening to that, listening to your body, your gut, that is everything. That is everything. Absolutely. So now I like this that you said too, that when you made the pivot, you didn't have the plan. I did not have the plan. And I think that so often y'all can, y'all can add in the comments if you think I'm wrong, but so often we don't have the plan and we stand still, we stand still. Now, I'm just going to tell you, I'm not one to bash my listeners. I bash me because, see, I'm every woman. I'm every man because I have experienced so much. Here's the thing that I know. I'll just share with you one of my little stories. This podcast, my knowingness was two years ago to start this podcast. And I said, I don't know enough. I'm not smart enough. What am I going to do? Nobody's going to listen, right? I believe in God. I'm not pushing God on y'all, but I'm just going to tell you that's who I believe in. So, and I believe that God speaks with us, right? Speaks to us. And so the God that I believe in said, podcast, podcast, podcast. And I, this is what we do, y'all. I said, well, I'm going to start a Zoom group and I'll call it, consciousness rising conversations and I'll just do it with just a small number of people and we can have those conversations that I'm being called on to have now the thing about my God is this he she it works with me and lets me take the baby steps and then there came a time when okay shut it down and do what you're called to do. So two years later, it took me some time. I did that pot, I did the, the thing for um, the, the, the group. I did it for eight months, then it was shut down. And then I have been rerouted back to the podcast, the pivot to do what I'm here to do. This morning, I got the message, go forth and speak to the nations. And I'm going, God, I don't know what to say. Don't you talk, I'm gonna speak through you. So here we are. And Darlene, I just am loving everything that you're saying because I think that you are speaking from your soul. And that's what this is about. So I love that you shared that story. I just wanted to jump in because when I started, I have a podcast as well called Attract and Stand Out. And I went through the exact same journey as you did. I I like fought with it for almost two years. I'm like, do I want to do this? Am I going to have a listenership? You know, it's going to take so much time and energy and there's tech involved and Lord knows I don't want tech, more tech in my life. And I have the exact same battle. So I know that you're not alone. (laughs) And it's such a beautiful thing though. Um, I I just recorded episode 72 last week. Wow. Congratulations. 
Thank you. The amazing conversations, like you said, mm-hmm. like that come through the, through those, through those calls and through the time together, like it's changed me. I know it's, br- it's brought so much support and encouragement to other people that you can go out there and live your life and do the things that you want to do. And in my case, my podcast is a lot of um, entrepreneurs sharing their story of how they started their business. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need is more inspiration. We need to hear more stories from people so that we can see ourselves through their journey. Maybe we don't have the same life experiences and the same journey, but we can see ourselves in those moments and realizing that, oh, we can leap. And when, when we do leap, that net's going to appear and it might look different than we had envisioned sometimes in the beginning. Cause sometimes we don't always listen to God, right? We sometimes hear the message, but then we put our own thoughts and stuff into it. And then we have to have that realignment and that recheck in, but, um, it's so, it's so powerful when we can, you know, use our voice to get our message out into the world. So I love that you took that leap and just went for it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think as I was receiving the download, let's say, on how to move forward. And I was doing what we humans do, asking other people, well, I think the name should be Pivot to Greatness. And people were saying, ah, that doesn't, that's not catchy enough. Nobody's going to know what you're talking about. And so I'm going off on the little tangent and I kept being brought back, Pivot to Greatness. It's not, I was, I was made to understand that I should share this. And and this always has to be made perfectly clear. You get to define what greatness is for you. On this program, nobody, me nor the guest, will ever say you have to do X, Y, Z to be great. What we will say is look inside, do your own inner work, move some of the cobwebs, Remove some of the mass. Check in with yourself and whatever it is within you that calls you, that that you know, that yearning. Go with that because that's going to lead you to your greatness. And what we'll do here is just provide some support and encouragement by telling you, I mean, by virtue of the diversity of guests that you will be hearing from, you get to see they're all doing it their way. You do it your way, your way. So now what I I had another question. Oh, biggie, biggie, biggie. As you were moving into your great self, the self that you are now, and understand, listeners, as I understand and as Darlene understands, we're always evolving. So the great self that we are today is not the one that will be tomorrow if we continue to do the inner work. So as you were moving to this point of today, what mindset or mindsets, limiting mindsets, did you have to look at and shift? Because this this work, it ain't easy. Yeah, so what did it, you shift to get there? Yeah, and it's never done either, right? Like, like you just shared, like I feel like I'm continuously a lifelong learner. There's always something new to be learned, something else that I get inspired by or interested in that helps develop me. I think the biggest things, biggest thing for me was getting clear that it's okay to show up as our true self, as Mm -hmm. ourselves. When I started my business 15 years ago, um, I had gone through, I'd purchased a franchise actually and became a business coach that way. And I saw this very masculine energy of growing a business. Um, So I was wearing business suits. I was carrying a briefcase. I was going to networking (laughs) events. 
And I didn't, in those beginning days, I didn't really feel like myself. I like to joke now that I felt like a little girl playing dress up in her mom's closet because I just felt like I was wearing this facade. I it was almost like I was wearing a mask. I was trying to be something that other, I thought other people wanted me to be in this new role that I was in. Right. Like I didn't, I wasn't quite, I didn't find my fitting for probably about two years actually, before I really realized like, okay, like this isn't working the way that I thought it was going to work. And for me, it was shifting into getting really super clear on who I am, how I wanted to show up with the world. I need to let people really truly see me. So I started dressing more like myself. I started showing up and being myself and not, you know, trying to be like super um, proper and posh and like <laughs> whatever I had concocted as like the version I thought I had to be to be a business coach. And that was when I truly started making relationships and the connections and the friendships that I needed to get people to see me so they could know how to refer me. They could know who I was and what my values were and what I stood for and how I was showing up in a way that really connected with other people and allowed them to say, hey, you know, you need to meet my friend Darlene because she's going to help you with growing your business or those different interjections that I needed. And so I think really when we can identify what our skill sets are, what our experiences are. And like I shared a little bit ago, like what our stories are even that we want to share with people, that's what's going to connect those dots. And the, the more true we are to ourselves and we just show up and don't wear that mask, as you so beautifully said a little while ago, like we need to take that mask off and not the mask that we're used to for the past two years, not that vaccine mask, <laughs> but like just our true mask. Mm -hmm. It was almost like, you know, you're at a masquerade ball and you're wearing that mask so people can't really see you because you don't know what it's going to be like. And when you take that down though, and people truly connect with you, that for me was when my business grew. That's yeah. when I felt like I was showing up doing the work that I loved. And I was letting people truly connect and be a part of my life and really get, it, it was like the deeper roots. Um, I think in the beginning, it was like that surface layer root, right? Like people knew who I was. They could um, introduce me. Like everybody knew me. I like to joke. I was kind of like Norm from Cheers when I would walk in the room, like people would know who I was, right, right. but they didn't really have that deep connection. And when I started just showing up more as myself and being me, that's when I built those um, deeper co connections and people really saw me. Thank you so much for saying that because as you were speaking, it was just triggering memories of the process. There, there are iterations that we go through, right? The process. Um, two years ago, 2018, I wrote this book, Return to Self. I go back, a lot of it was channel material. So I go back and I read it from time to time. And it's like, wow. I can't believe you wrote that. But the truth is, I didn't write it. But, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> I authored it, but the content came from elsewhere. But I refer to it because I have seen myself go through the iterations. It was huge to sit with that book and put the personal information in there that I put, um, that I included. and. There were the moments of terror when I would say, I wonder what people are going to think about this. Oh, my God, how's my family going to react when they find this out? Oh, Lord, they're seeing a part of me that they've never seen before. Whew, I'm a little bit concerned about this. They're going to think that I am off my rocker because all they know is the mask. Yeah, and what so, you've let them see. Yeah, even within your family. 
They may not know who you are. Your friends may not know who you are, or you may have shown them parts of you. The greatness will really come in when you begin to strip away the mask and reintegrate into your whole self. Coming on for this podcast, I made a commitment to my audience, my listeners. More importantly, I made a commitment to my God and myself that I am going to be totally transparent, totally authentic. Um, I'm not going to show you a polished me. I can be polished and I can split a word with the best of them. And I can say ain't and y'all, and I can create new words if and when I choose. (laughs) (laughs) And that sounds funny and I want y'all to laugh with it. But see, that's where your greatness comes in. When you're comfortable with you. When you know that I can speak with those who are on the first echelon of the ladder, and I can speak with those who are at the top. Because ultimately, the one that I'm speaking to is the human spirit, the spirit that is enclosed in the humanness of who you be. And when you can connect on that level, that's the great equalizer. And so if you are afraid to step out and be your great self, know that spirit to spirit, that's the, the spiritual self, that's the great equalizer, and that we are constantly moving, evolving, getting to that point of being who you are. And so now, Darlene, what I would like for you to do, share with the audience, how can you support them? If they need assistance in their business, and they, I'm going to ask you when it's, when you finish this to um, uh, just tell them how they can connect with you. But if I pick up the phone and I call you or I send you a text and I say, "Ah, help, what happens next? Yeah, absolutely. So the best place to connect with me is at my website, which is darleneholly.com. And I work in two different ways. So a lot of my clients are um, either just starting a business and they're looking for support with um, getting their messaging right, building the foundations for their business so they can um, take their prospects into actual paying clients. Um, And so I work with them in a one-to-one, six-month, one-to-one coaching program um, to help really define out what that looks like so they can step into who they are and get paying clients to work with them. And then I also do some training and facilitating around speaking up and influencing and using your voice um, Mm -hmm. to have your message heard and to support other people. And I do it through a really fun environment where we do role-playing, group coaching, um, we develop mindset skills to start those conversations so we can, and we actually practice them through that role play so that it's not so scary anymore. Um, And those, those are the best two ways to work with me is really if you're looking to grow a business or scale a business, or if you work inside of a company and you're looking for support for your, your leaders inside the organization to help them start to use their voice to um, negotiate um, sales conversations or to, um, just step up and have those hard conversations being a leader, especially in this day, we feel like we're walking on eggshells and it's so important that we have a space where we get to practice saying things out loud and really embody it and make it feel like it's part of our natural everyday conversations. We don't have to make it feel like it's hard conversations anymore. We have a strategic plan in place for what we're going to say, how we're going to say it. And we even practice it beforehand to make sure that the conversation is going to come out and we can support people to do the right things and to help other people be inspired to take action as well. So if that's something that speaks to you um, and your audience members that they're looking for support to um, step up and influence and speak up, or if they're just looking to grow a business, 
um, I'm your girl. Come check out. Um, you, I'm, I also love to hang out on LinkedIn. So if you're on LinkedIn, you can find me at Darlene Holly. All right, y'all. You can find Darlene on LinkedIn. If you need some help growing your business, scaling your business, getting started in a business, my corporate people, if you need to, hey, this is really important now. If y'all need assistance with having those difficult conversations, you know, we kind of walking on eggshells these days, not quite sure what to say, how to say, who to be, what to be. Check her out. She's girl. She's girl. Before we leave, Darlene, if you could, if you had just one word of advice or encouragement, share with the audience, what would that be? Yeah. Um, I think my one word of encouragement be is where are you playing dress up in your life? Mm, take, Jesus. <laughs> take a moment and realize where you're showing up, acting like somebody else or mm-hmm. trying to be somebody that you're not. And it's Ooh. time to take down that mask and really stop playing dress up. So be yourself, be true to who you are, be vulnerable, show who you truly are and let people see you fully. And that's when you're going to be able to step in as a leader and do the work that you want to do. That's when you're going to be able to grow a business and have people see you for who you are. And people are going to actually truly be able to see you. So they're going to want to work with you. There's nothing you can tell, especially in this online world today, you can tell who's not being real or who's being fake or who's putting on an act. I want you when you meet me in person, because especially you, Dr. Z, like I'd love to meet you in person one day. When you meet me, I want you to feel like you already know me. I don't want it to ever be a situation where you go, Ooh, she's, that's not how she was when we interviewed on the podcast or when I had this conversation with her, like, I want you to feel like if you see me speak on stage or in a virtual room, or if you meet me for coffee, that you're going to get the exact same person. And I want that for each and every one of us show up as ourselves. Maybe you say, Ooh, you're shorter or taller than I thought you were, but I want you to see me for who I truly am. And so I encourage all of you to show up and be yourself, be you. That is, I am just so with that. That is, hey, y'all, be you. I like it. Like, where you, where you playing grown up at? Where you wearing that dress that somebody gave you that don't fit you because it ain't yours? Where you wearing that suit that, you know, you're not a suit kind of guy. <laughs> that tie, you know, it's choking you. That's why you can't speak, y'all. Yeah. You better take that stuff off and. Put on what you're comfortable with. And, and and to be clear, been there, done that. When I was the police, and I know that's not the way you say it, but I'm just saying. When I was the police, I dressed and had a police swagger. And when I worked as a lawyer, I was suited and booted. Everything matched. And when I worked as the legal advisor for police, I was the combination of the two. And then when I stepped into academia, I did what they do there too. At this point in my life, I retired in 2015. And at this point in my life, I reached out to the young man at Nordstrom and I said, I don't know what to wear. I I want a new look, a new me. But here's the thing. I'm not interested in a suit. I'm not interested in any of that because that's not who I am. And what I realized is I dressed for the position, I never dress for myself. Yes. Now, how many of you listeners? No, it's not y'all. It's me. So I'm just going to talk. Turn the camera into me. <laughs> so, so, 
How often did you wear the mask of being someone else so that you would be acceptable to you? Y'all don't hear me out there, do you? That wasn't y'all. But if it was, let me just tell you, you ain't going to never be great that way. You know why? Because you're never going to love you. You're never going to be enough. You're never going to be able to, you know, connect to be full of yourself, self-full. You're going to always feel lacking because you're trying to pour somebody else into your cup. So we're not going to put on mom and daddy, brothers, coats. We're not doing that. We're not pouring anybody else into us. We're going to be our own big self. We're not going to let anybody put us in a box. And at this point, you may not know who you are. And that's okay because you know why? That is a great place to start. It's a great place to start. I don't know who I am. So I'm going to take this off and look at it and see, do I like that me? Mm. I like this part of it, but I don't like that part of it. Okay. I like this part, but I don't like that part. Rebuild you. Reframe you. That's what greatness is all about. So without further ado, let me just say, I'm going to drop Darlene's information in the show comments. I'm going to tell you that if you want to reach me, my um, virtual office is, you can find the website, Synergistic Healing Center. Uh, dot com. It's www.synergistichealingcenter.com. I'm a life coach, greatness life coach. I'm a professional speaker. I'm an author, energy healer, Reiki master teacher. I do a whole lot of things, but all of them are centered on you. Let us help you be the great person that you are. Darlene, do you have any last words that you'd like to share with the audience? Um, yeah, I always say at the end of my podcast that I believe in you. You're allowed to stand out. You're allowed to shine. You're allowed to be you. Yeah. So go out there and have an amazing day. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Sue, for having me. Thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure, such a pleasure. And for you all, I would like to say greatness is your birthright. Own it, but understand it comes at a price. And the price is you've got to do the work to connect with who you really are. Not someone else, you. Who are you? And how much are you willing to pay to be the great you that God intended you to be? Namaste. Bye, everyone. 